0: 23. <laughs> what? Hit What? Hip recording just says coughing. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Ready, set, go. What's up guys? What's back? There we go. We've been gone for a little bit, but we are what are we? Episode twelve.
1: Episode twelve. How long have we been gone for? Dude,
0: it's gotta be probably anywhere from four to six weeks, I you haven't. Think looked so? at it. Maybe not that long, but it's been a while.
1: Honestly, probably has been.
0: Yeah, probably has You know what?
1: I bet it has been about six weeks.
0: Yeah, so A, sorry on the consistency. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We're definitely back now. We'll be rolling this out. we got some kind of stable structure set up from week to week. We just have had so much going on. Hey, and by the way, uh, if it sounds like there's a parachute starting fire in the background, that's just these pants I'm wearing, and every time I move, they go.
1: Yeah, you're ridiculous. I told him to sit Indian style, and he says he can't because his feet go numb.
0: Well, first off, we're sitting on the ground like a couple crunchies uh, shooting this podcast right now. It's
1: comfortable to me.
0: We felt like it, but if I sit Indian style for more than like, hmm two minutes my feet go numb.
1: Yeah, this guy he has tight hamstrings. You don't really have tight adductors though. It's not really weird.
0: tight hamstrings and adductors as much as it is, is airplanes. It? Airplanes and impact. Oh gosh. So beating up my disc for all those years. but.
1: Jeez. All right, so we're back. Uh, we thought we'd maybe touch up on law school because you just started that. So okay. Kind of explain that because that's been interesting to kind of uh, sit in and listen and watch you uh, write some case studies and all that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we've had a ton of questions come through and Oddly enough, that would spend one of them. So we figured we hit it up. But law school is interesting. So, like all of the teaching that I learned up to this point, like you go to school for basically anything, whether that was just actual high school or college or, you know, when I went to paramedic school, all those things, it's very much like lecture based. You sit down, they're going to take this information, they're going to give you this information. You're supposed to. Not really absorb it, but retain it as much as possible and then be tested on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So law school is different. They do what's called the Socratic method, which basically means you're going to teach yourself this information. And then when you go into class... You're going to have your professor then at that point ask questions for like two hours straight.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. Right? What's interesting is that is what our kids do for homeschool. We do the Socratic method. So it's pretty neat.
0: It is neat. In fact, it's kind of like how we ran our businesses for all those years and how our partners run the businesses now, which is like you have team leaders come in and you're teaching them some stuff for sure. But then you're doing a lot of, well, what do you think that elbow joint is supposed to be like that for
1: yeah them. why do
0: you think that they're putting their hands in this position for the tricep extension or, or why is their back need to be like this for a mm-hmm. clean right so
1: i'm assuming it's based off of socrates right yeah it's and is that was his method i'm assuming Seemed like his
0: method yeah his method was what it, do you think it, just sit there and ask questions
1: <laughs> yeah yeah makes yeah. sense
0: that's it and that's you know funny. i'd say one of our mentors uh he was pretty chief on asking questions real early, right? So yeah. he, just, he would just literally ask questions, and it's good. And I would almost recommend this style of teaching for self-taught and for teaching other people is like, oh, a little bit of an email in the background. Don't worry about that. The thought process of like going, okay, why am I not progressing in fitness or why uh-huh. am I having these struggles at my job or whatever? You As you start to ask yourself that question, and you don't allow anybody else to be the answer for your shortcomings, but you. Yeah. Then it'd give you a great opportunity to figure out how to change your discipline, change whatever it is, to create those outcomes.
1: Yeah, it probably helps you to retain your information better, what I think you're so. learning. I would feel like because you have to put it in your own words, and sometimes when you put things in your own words, you can retain it better than I guess just memorizing something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It seems like that's one of the things early in, in business that we figured out when it came to actually mentoring and working with people is if we can create what we would just call a mind virus right we go like here's a for instance as we ask everybody who's listening to this why is it so important to get right your micro nutrients in not your macros what is it what what are micro nutrients
1: right are you asking me
0: No, I'm just asking the people. Oh, I was like,
1: you want me to answer? And so we're
0: asking you right now, and obviously you can either talk to the, whatever listening device you have or not, but regardless, you'll identify, you started to try to answer that question in your mind right now.
1: That's what I was going to, I was like, okay, I'm ready. That's
0: exactly right. That's That's exactly right. And so utilizing that method will help you to retain information, period, right? And it helps you to teach other people.
1: So um, I guess just kind of explain a little bit of law school, because it's interesting in your classes. So you have a torts class, which is That's you right. Can tell them,
0: yeah. These are there's like so many terms in yeah. law school when you get started. It's there's, cool. there's all these Latin phrases because kind of like. And
1: what's funny is our kids have to learn Latin, and it's there. We're like, okay, you see, you actually use it in the real world yeah. if you're going to law school. Yes.
0: <laughs> Slade is so bored with Latin. He hates it's crazy. Latin. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's good just at least to study some vocabulary so you can kind of refer back to it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So there's all these phrases. There's all these kind of different things that first pop up that like we as people kind of feel like we know what these different aspects of the law are. And then when you actually start studying it, it's a lot more intricate and often more clear than maybe even you think it
1: is. Mm, It's just
0: there's a rule for almost everything. Right. right? I
1: like the way you put it. You know, you're almost a word doctor. So basically a lawyer can read anything and just like a medical doctor you can kind of look at each word and figure out exactly the context of what you're reading or you're, I don't even know, like trying to figure out. That's I guess. it.
0: That's it. Being raised by a technician. I have a technician brain, right? So I think like a technician, I think in terms of troubleshooting everything, mm, yeah. what are, what are these different things? And maybe the both with medicine, and this is the same thing I did as a PJ is I would look at the human, very similar to a vehicle, a car or whatever. And I would go, okay, You know, if you take, for instance, you take a human when it comes to medicine and you go, okay, what makes a human live right now? Well, that's oxygen. They have to have air to survive. Okay, so then the vessel by which you take that in is your mouth. And then it goes into your lungs. Once it gets into your lungs, it has to be able to cross this cell wall from your lungs into your blood vessels. And then hemoglobin, a.k.a. red blood cells, carry this to your cells. Then it has to get from there into your cells Mm -hmm. now so as you're troubleshooting this like let's say you're you're a medic and you roll up on somebody you actually look at this in reverse order first right yeah and here's why to get the oxygen to the blood vessel or in the blood vessels you have to have blood yeah. So if you roll up on somebody and they're bleeding, even though it's the fourth step of process to get oxygen there, if I don't stop the bleeding right now, we're not getting any new blood. This is gonna be a wrap. So you stop bleeding first, Yeah. and then you look at the lungs. Can the lungs take air in, right, yeah. next? And then you work your way all the way up to, is something actually obstructing this airway, right?
1: Makes sense.
0: And so when you're looking at humans, you kind of do it like that, you do, like a technician, you work your way through the process very quickly. And just like with working with humans, there's so many variances in there that you have to treat each person individual as you get there. Mm. The law's the same way. There's tons of laws, but you have to look at the law and say, okay, in this case, there's these facts in right. this situation, and you have to take those facts of that situation and apply it to either common law, which means um, it's the best way to describe this. If Guy X is suing guy Y for, let's say, battery. There's going to be all these cases that happen beforehand Uh that set the precedence. It's called jurisprudence that set the precedence for how the court will deal with the case before them. Got you. So there's all these facts that happen before this in cases, and that sets the precedence. Yep. Then there's the case you're working on right now. So you have to apply those facts got to that it. situation.
1: I actually know jurisprudence because uh, I'm reading a crime novel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but I told Jordan, he's never seen Legally Blonde, so we're going to watch it.
0: <laughs> he's never <Yay>. seen it. <laughs> she gave me a short synopsis. <laughs> and... I was
1: like, you got to watch Legally Blonde. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super cool. So you uh, you told me like the majority of your grade comes from your final exam. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so in one of the classes, so like you asked the question, what is torts, right? Yeah. That's a term I've never heard before starting law school. Torts means uh, basically a tort action. It comes from the Latin term to torture, right? That's where it comes oh, from. Really? right really? So a tort is something you're doing to somebody else that's causing pain in some way, shape, or form.
1: Interesting, okay. Right?
0: And what is the compensation for that pain? That's uh-huh. damages, and that's what people end up making money for. So again, like if guy X punches guy Y in the face... There's like these different elements that say, "Was that punch battery?" Right.
1: So, when you say torts, if you're suing, when when does that come into play? Like
0: that is civil law, which is private it. law, which is guy X suing guy Y. Judge that's, Judy. That that's right. Judge Judy is <laughs> is going over She's tort, torts. Tort cases. Tort that's cases. correct. Okay. That's correct. And, and then, then you what? have There's, criminal law. Yeah. And the way it works in America is criminal law is always a government entity. Against oh, a citizen, makes right? Sense. Yep. So it's the state versed, right? Yeah. And you know why they do it like that? They do it like that to help protect society as a whole. If somebody shoots you, right, and they're trying to kill you, if it's up to you what happens, uh, then there's a lot of secondary outcomes that come from that, which is like. Maybe the person doesn't press charges yeah. because of this, that, or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, maybe they're being harassed or bullied. Or they're scared too. That's yeah. right. That so sense. instead,
0: the state carries that burden oh. and says, "Yeah, we don't <laughs> care if you want to or not. Based upon what that person did, right. we're going to try that person." It's up to person. them to try them or not. That's right. So
1: criminal torts. Is there anything else?
0: Yep. There's uh what they call public law as well, which is kind of like um, the EPA versus somebody, uh, right? So it's like a it's a government versus citizen, which sounds like criminal law, but it's, it's a little different.
1: Oh, you know? interesting. Oh, so like some of the people, uh, that sued the vaccine, um, like if something like that, is that what you're saying? Like if it's yeah, I would have against, to, uh, ex-
0: exactly right. So here's, the, here then lies the question, like in that example, I would just literally have to look and see what the case is. To so determine to determine, right. And this is where there's a lot of, um, sometimes it's about regulation, which would be public stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it's about um, maybe not following the right process they're supposed to. And then it comes down to, to civil, private law at that point.
1: What about, um, what was that lady, I can't think of her name right now, that uh, represented the people that were affected by the water? What was mm-hmm. her name? Uh,
0: Aaron Brockovich. Yeah,
1: was that probably public law then?
0: That was private law, right? Yeah, that was right? private. Yeah, because she would have sued... The manufacturers of the chemicals that are putting it in that place. Okay, got it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. That's really
1: cool. So you liking it?
0: Yeah, it's wild. It's. um, I wasn't sure. I assumed there would be a lot of writing, and I don't really like writing that much. Um, So I wasn't certain how I would feel, but I actually am enjoying it. And the analogy I try to give people is it's kind of like you're doing an escape room on paper, Hmm. right? So you're looking for all of these different kind of it's not an algorithm it's not always going to be this based upon this but you're looking for what are the the clues between the lines here how does the court continually side with these same outcomes even though the facts might look a little different yeah how is the court making its decisions and as you're sorting through that is where you're starting to put together a strong case for or against the facts at hand.
1: Interesting. So I don't know if we covered it, you're in a hybrid program meaning you do most of your sessions via Zoom live classes yep. and then you go up uh, every semester, is that That's right? That's correct. To actually be in the classroom being uh, live with the professors. Are you excited for that?
0: Yeah, I, I'm interested. In fact, when we first kind of got started, I was thinking like, I wonder how this Zoom class is going to be, right? Yeah. Like even people you know, when you decide you're going to Zoom with them, it's like, couldn't be awkward yeah, for the yeah. first minute or two. So the plus side is you have like the same 40 people you're working with regularly. Yeah. And then your individual class will only kind of be 20 at a time. But so your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is my current schedule where you're like two hours with the same 20 people. Yeah. So you're talking to the generally the same group of people so regularly that like the electronic communication really isn't that weird. Right. Um, Which I thought it would be. And one of the neat things about that Socratic method we talked about is you're gonna constantly being asked questions and like nobody can have a 100% success rate right. on, on brand new material. Yeah. So what happens is like everybody in the class is going to find something to be wrong about early, Yeah. which then creates a learning environment of like nobody's afraid to be in error,
1: right? right? I thought it was cool when I sat in just a little bit yesterday and you're, one of your professors was like, listen, you guys have just started this, so you're not gonna get everything correct, you know, so take your time. And I thought that was neat that you know, it was uh, very welcoming, the fact that you can kind of be wrong, and it's okay, and then you can kind of figure it out as a class and it, with a professor.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of been my exact experience up to this point, is uh, at least with University of Dayton, who I'm with, is it's very cooperative. That It's definitely not professors against students. It's very much they're trying to help you learn this. Yeah, it's super the cool. The outcome is very cooperative, and, yeah. like, they want you – to succeed very much so well they're
1: so, probably looking at the next generation for you sure you know so they're all are they practicing still
0: uh yes a bunch of them like practice pro bono because they're also yeah you know university professors at this point but yeah um, one of my professors super brilliant dude um, he's like the number one cited attorney for constitutional law he Jeez. speaks five languages he's from Colombia Yeah, really intelligent guy
1: That's, oh he's from Colombia
0: yeah yeah huh yep
1: interesting I didn't know that was his accent. Was that his accent? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, yeah. that's yeah. neat. All right, so what else are we gonna
0: talk about? We just going to talk about some stuff. We're we really, talking about but, some
1: liver? Let's talk about liver. We are
0: talking about some liver. And I, hey, by the way, guys, as we put stuff out, like uh, Jess put stuff up, talking points and all this, a lot of what we decide to go over, we're just pulling from what you guys wanna what yeah. to hear about. So definitely continue to add value to uh, the conversation by yeah. throwing those things in there, we appreciate it. So liver.
1: So that's like one of the biggest questions I get is like, first off, where do you get your liver? How much liver do you eat? Is it disgusting? Do you eat it raw? Do you swallow it? Do you chew it? we got all those questions. That's
0: it. And I think the first half of this, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to sit and wait and see what Jesse says because I don't know where we get anything (laughs) from. You don't do anything. So Jess, where do we get liver from?
1: (laughs) I think we've been eating liver for how many months now? At least... March, April, May, June, July, August, about seven months.
0: Yeah, about seven months.
1: Yeah. So we've kind of bought liver. Three more and
0: we can have a liver baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We kind of have bought liver all over. um, But I would say where we like to purchase it now and we get the best quality and it's easy is white oak pastures. Yeah. And the reason we like that is I think they're close to where we live. Yeah, they're out of Georgia, I believe. Yeah, so we get it in a matter of a few days. Um, It's the best liver so far we've bought that doesn't have... um, a, a huge aftertaste I, I would say
0: basically no aftertaste
1: Yeah, very interesting no aftertaste
0: which isn't that big a deal guys just like if you're eating liver it's not that big a deal but the fact that it doesn't have an aftertaste yeah anecdotally feels like it's got to be even better yeah it's yeah. like this
1: is good quality
0: yeah. Um.
1: but so the biggest thing you want to buy grass-fed grass-finished cow liver is what we prefer um, and we get it from white oak pastures and we order it by the pound so we get a few pounds Once we get that in, I will then cut it up into chunks. I like to do like half ounce chunks, which are like silver dollar size. Um, And then we put it in baggies, usually one to two uh, days worth of liver in one bag. So the rest goes in the freezer. You just throw your bag out of the freezer. You let it thaw and then you take it for the day.
0: So basically like grandma's pill bottle is what we do with bags.
1: Exactly. Jordan and myself and the kids, we all do raw liver. Um, we started with just a half an ounce, and we've gradually increased that. So how much liver would you say you eat a day?
0: Uh, yeah, probably like two, maybe three ounces, yeah. something like that. Like, probably- a, 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 like if I were in the movie hook as a child (laughs) if you guys remember this movie you're in hook and peter pan is adult robin williams at this point they're sitting at a table and they're all pretending to eat food and then he like still can't see anything like that's right and then eventually somebody there's like a wooden bowl with a wood spoon nothing in the bowl it shows nothing in the bowl on the movie he like pretends scoops it up and then he takes it and throws it at Robin Williams know, face. Yeah. Or Robin Williams does it to somebody else and basically like a putting hits on that guy's face, that's about how much it <laughs> that's about how much liver I eat a day.
1: I eat about three to four silver silver dollar sizes of liver a day. Um and it's not bad. Like you can put it With in the
0: Sil- Susan B. Anthony liver. Yeah, huh? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Our kids do a half
1: ounce. They don't do any more than that. But um you can cut it up it into smaller chunks if it's if that's easy for you, but we just thaw it out and then swallow it raw and chase it down with like, now we do water, but before I would do orange juice or like another flavor that would kind of uh, dilute the taste. But now I don't really taste it. Do you? Not at all. Not I at know.
0: All. What's the deal? Why are we eating liver in the first place?
1: Oh my gosh. Liver has so many. It's like the ultimate multivitamin. Yeah. It, it has everything. It has your B vitamins. It has folate. It has every single thing your body needs. And what's interesting like we were talking about if you take a multivitamin every day you're only getting what like six percent it's very small very small because your stomach acid that's right is going to eat it up you Tears know up. so you to really get the benefits of like you're talking about those micronutrients liver is probably the best thing
0: yeah and here's why in case you guys are curious the brain thinks what the body's going to do
1: but wait a second isn't okay, the liver the filter
0: Right. The Why would filter? you eat the filter? Yeah. So that it's funny how much that kind of gets propagated in thought process. The brain decides what the body's gonna do. You're you're like, oh, I'll pick my hand up. I'll close my hand. I'll do all this. The liver is deciding how to partition nutrients for the entire body. Yeah. Like if you watch MMA fights and somebody takes a liver shot, right? So that's like, where is your yeah. liver? It's like. Just right underneath your right pec kind of is the region in your body, huh. right? Maybe two inches underneath your pec line. That's kind of where it, it originates at. And so somebody takes a shot to the liver and then all of a sudden they fall to the ground. They can't move. Well, how come? Because the liver is kind of like the brain for the body. Now, if you have an organ, I mean, and the crazy thing about liver, by the way, is you can cut a liver in half in a human and transplant that half liver to somebody else and the original liver will grow all the way back to its original size. That's it. The transplanted liver will grow to its original size. How come? Because all of the different nutrients that are going to the body, are gonna be partitioned from the liver. It's gonna be the warehouse, the distribution house, that's deciding how much to send to this store and how much to send to that store, how much you need to keep on hand. So it's not a filter, it's like a distribution center for nutrients. Right?
1: Right. That's it. And what's so cool too is you can. See it does
0: filter, by the way. Yeah. It filters out toxins. That's right. part of what it does. Why does it filter it out? It's not a filter in the way that you're it's not trapping it. Yeah, it's not trapping it. It is taking nutrients that it has, combining it with the nutrients or poisons or whatever that shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. packaging it up mm-hmm. so you can either pee it out or take a dump and send it out, right?
1: Interesting. Well, it's cool too to see in nature that play out because if you look at any animal, you know, you look you watch like a document from Africa and you watch the lions take down the zebra or whatever, the first thing they're gonna eat is the organ meat. Very first thing. It's so cool. And our dog is so funny. When we eat our liver, he almost he like it's a delicacy for him. Yeah. You give him a little bit, and he is just so excited. He thinks
0: it's a Snickers bar. Yeah,
1: versus anything else we could give him. Yeah.
0: He, he loves ground beef,
1: but he, he loves, loves. liver. <laughs> That's it. I, uh, I pulled this up just to kind of give in reference to all of the multivitamins you would right, say the, the liver, micronutrients liver has. In there. Yeah, B vitamins, vitamin A, copper, iron, choline, chloride, selenium, biotin, amino acids. And it says it's really cool that um, eating beef liver supports human liver function.
0: Yeah, of so course. That's, yes, that's in good. this, like we talked about, why? Because it is so nutrient dense that when you eat it, it's like eating a multivitamin times a thousand. Then eat it. Maybe not times a thousand. <laughs> times a giant multiplier yeah. from not just abundance of what's there, but absorbability.
1: Right. I would say if you're taking a multivitamin now, it's not a hard switch to switch to liver. It's not that expensive if it's – we get it, I think, $10 a pound. Yeah. Uh, and then we divide it up into little half-ounce chunks. You freeze it, you take it out, um, and you're going to see benefits versus taking a multivitamin maybe that you just pick up at the store.
0: Well, you, And that's just – That it. has
1: synthetic –
0: yeah, there's a lot of garbage vitamins. in multivitamins. Yeah. Most of them are made from rancid vegetables. So vegetables yeah. get past their expiration date, and so they try to separate out nutrients and then put them into a multivitamin. Not only that, the benefits you're going to get from eating raw liver are going to surpass just nutrients, for instance, if you're regularly eating organ meat and you're getting in the right amount of food, you're going to find that like your need for caffeine is going to go down as well. Hmm. So how much are you spending on energy drinks a day? Right. How much are you spending on cups of coffee or whatever it is?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: can guarantee as you're budgeting this into your plan, just eating liver is going to be much True. more cost-effective than, than... And I'm, we're not saying you can't have some caffeine. I'm no, saying the yeah. need well, for caffeine is going to change.
1: Yeah, it makes sense because since we switched to animal-based... We both don't have cravings like we did before. Right. And who's to say that maybe it was a deficiency that we had? You know, because when I was pregnant, I craved eggs. You know, I probably had a deficiency in choline or something like that. Exactly. I craved bananas. So something in me was probably deficient in potassium or something where I was craving that food. And who's to say that maybe we're deficient in certain things? So our body is reaching out for these foods. When we could just take, you know, something that's animal based, good for our body and eat it on a regular basis.
0: That's it. And you guys might be asking yourself like, well, what does choline do? What does taurine do? What are all these micronutrients do? The easiest, best way to kind of explain it is they are catalysts, which are like requirements for all these different. So inside of a cell, you have kind of things that are like tiny little organs and they're called organelles for these different organelles inside of every cell in your body to be able to do the job they have to do imagine that they have to get paid they're like workers right or they have to have the right tool let's say one of those organelles is a carpenter but it doesn't have a hammer yeah it can't do its job and so micronutrients are kind of like hammers to your organelles that give them the ability to do what they're supposed to do hmm. from everything from cell reproduction to cell health, to mental health, to hormonal health, everything yeah. all-inclusive.
1: Um, I was going to say something. I can't remember. Hmm. Oh yeah. Another big question we get is, so why don't, why don't we just cook it? Can you cook it? And you can definitely cook it. The reason we don't is because it's recommended to eat a half ounce a day. And so I'm not going to cook up the whole liver right. and then have it sit in the fridge for a week. I'm not sure if it would hold the nutrients. Maybe it would. I'm not sure.
0: It seems to be the the bioavailability of protein alone actually goes up some when you cook it, but that's not necessarily studied. At least studies I've looked at at this point, it's not very thoroughly understood whether it does or does not increase or decrease kind of the yeah. micronutrient profile. And ultimately, it's. It's like, um, if you imagine you got like a tough piece of steak and you're going to just, that would be hard to swallow. So you're going to have right. to chew it, right? Yeah. So when it comes to liver, it's very, very easy to just swallow when it's raw. Yeah. If you're going to cook it, sure, you might could chew it all the time. But
1: I've also had people say, okay, but are you going to get the nutrients if you swallow it whole?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to chew it at all. In fact, it's like so well prepared that when it hits your your gastrointestinal tract gets into your stomach, it's going to start breaking it down. You're going to absorb those nutrients pretty yeah, quickly.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I thought that would be good to put out there. I think we covered all those topics. So like where we get it, how much we eat, can you cook it? Do um, you think of anything else we get? No, not so
0: much. Not so much. Um,
1: you can give it to your kids, definitely. Yeah. Right. We first started with um, putting it into a smoothie for our girl Brody because yep. she was weird about it. Um, now she eats it like a champ. But, that's it. Um, we started with that. You also, if you just can't, You can't handle the raw, the raw organ meat right now. You can get the desiccated pills, which I did start with, and then I was just like, "Why am I spending money on these pills when I literally could just swallow this as a pill?"
0: Yeah, and just from a recommendation, if you know, like for sure, I'm not the person, no matter what, that can do that, then just get desiccated, desiccated organ. It's better than nothing. Absolutely, it's a pretty good option. Um, Is it the is it the A plus option? Nope, it's an A option though. So yeah, yeah, get the pills. The problem is. Just like anything else, uh, you're still going to have to be swallowing something, right.
1: and it's about six pills that equals a half ounce. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd rather swallow a couple of chunks of liver than six pills. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yep. it's pretty cool. I mean, we're excited. It's, it's a, it's an, it's a neat thing for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, what next? Are we talking about vegetables at all?
1: Do we want to talk about vegetables? We want to we save it. Let's save it. Hey guys,
0: here's here. Do a little research. This will be fun for you. So we always hear about antioxidants contained in vegetables. Just do a little research and Google. Do vegetables contain antioxidants or do they contain chemicals that trigger our bodies to make more antioxidants? Mm. It's a good question, but we'll we'll elaborate a little bit more next round. We're going to have some fun.
1: You ready? Yeah, let's do you it. You knew I was going to do this. I did. I, I saw didn't you, I saw you pick
0: up your phone. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. And 15 years of uh, marriage at this point, whenever I see you pick up your phone for a next segment, I'm like, she's got something planned over there. Yep. Okay, this one's <laughs> kind of funny
1: because we know it. What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator?
0: Oh strangest thing in the refrigerator. It could be liver, but it also could just be raw milk. What is
1: that? Oh yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Or kefir, which I just can't do. Yeah, not I'm the trying. Changes. It's I'm just trying. not even that good. It's,
0: honestly. Just <laughs> not good for you guys. It's plenty good for you. It just has a funky oh, taste.
1: Oh Oh, I got a good one for you. Yeah. If your food is bad at a restaurant, would you say something? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I'm, I would. You I can't to, do that.
0: I tend <laughs> to be a little overly polite. And I think it's because I worked in some restaurants growing up and, uh, I'm not messing with the staff. I would rather eat this. This not... guy will
1: never say anything.
0: It doesn't. I'm like, just be kind
1: about it. He's like, no, I'm not doing
0: it. Listen, it's because that's just the messenger, right? So, like, when the when the waiter or waitress brings it and puts the plate down in front of me and it's not cooked appropriately, I might be polite to the messenger, and they're gonna take it to the back. But the recipient of who's gonna actually touch my food next is not gonna be that waiter or oh waitress, my gosh. right? And I'm not running the I'm not running the risk.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, What is the one recent trend that you can't stand?
0: One recent trend? Well, the problem with me is there's too many. There's too many that I'm not a fan of. Um, I think highly restrictive pants would be be one place to start. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's funny. What about you? A recent trend. Um, I would say low-rise jeans are coming back, and I hate low-rise you hate,
0: jeans. Okay, well, it's funny you should say that. Because you hate high-rise jeans. <laughs> I, I hate those jeans that you guys were wearing for a while where it's basically like uh, it's a secondary brawl. It's so high oh, up your chest. Oh, those so
1: comfortable. <laughs> you don't get it. You no, don't no, get it. No, 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 I
0: do get it. There's a place for comfort, and there's a place for not comfort. And oh, not comfort gosh. is at any given restaurant, hotel, wherever you're going with okay. them crazy pants on.
1: Uh, let's go with, what was the last movie you watched?
0: I don't know, what was the last
1: movie? I was trying to literally think that. Oh, Grey
0: Man I think might have been the last movie. Oh, that we was watched. pretty good.
1: Yeah. We didn't watch another one, did we? Uh, oh, we started to watch the new Pinocchio on Disney and we were like let's. Uh,
0: I first off, let's It cla- seemed Let's clarify what happened. Jess and the kids wanted to watch Pinocchio and I got dragged into it.
1: Well, <laughs> let's just say I thought I I was like, Oh, Pinocchio. And then we started it, and I was like, Ugh. I'm a
0: real boy. I was like, I'm not really into this, guys. Can we go to bed? Okay. It was an okay movie up to the point we saw, in case you guys are wondering. But yeah, it's, it's de- cute. Definitely not a thriller or a killer.
1: Yeah. All right, should we do like one more? Yeah, what you got? Let's see, let's see. Would you rather look like a potato or feel like a potato?
0: You know, sometimes I think I'm a little both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would you describe your shape? Mm,
1: <laughs>
0: strong potato. Strong. <laughs> I'm trying to get the taper of a sweet potato. <laughs> I was
1: literally gonna say, "What about a sweet potato?" Oh my gosh, that's so. Well, when funny. I first started
0: my athletic career, I would say I was like those little red potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, uh, not necessarily robust in size, oh but the general uh, outline was the same. Oh
1: my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny uh what about you neither neither i don't want to feel i definitely don't want to look like i don't want to feel or look like potato oh man that sounds like you'd feel terrible
0: listen well before uh jess and i were together i had my own place when i was in training out in new mexico i was out there for pj school and uh i was like shopping and i was like you know what i'm gonna get some of this get some of that well i got like a sack of potatoes and i was like (laughs) i'll totally cook these Totally unrealistic. I'm How like,
1: many people have done that? Yeah, I think we've all done I'm that. I'm
0: very early in my You 20s. think you're going to like... Yeah.
1: Make some mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm going
0: to go home and make some mashed potatoes like mom made them or whatever, (laughs) right? And put some butter in them.
1: You were missing your mom. And
0: then really what you do like in, you know, 19, 20 years old is just go to McDonald's. But uh, I put these potatoes like underneath my sink. Like, okay, I'll take these out in a dark place. And I like completely forgot about them for probably like three or four months. And I just happened to open up my sink one day and these things had sprouted. Like so many stalks coming off of them.
1: I don't know why, but that grosses me out.
0: Yeah. It looked like Jack and the Beanstalk. I just
1: don't like when potatoes do that
0: well anyways that's what my arms look like as well for, for about 15 years You're a
1: potato with sprouted arms
0: yeah <laughs> i'm trying to get these potatoes to grow
1: that's okay i didn't have any muscle either
0: that's it i think we're are we close out time it. all right guys here's the deal we'll be back next i don't know what day this is coming out on maybe friday we'll be back next whatever day that is but we'll be back in a week we'll be back signing out
1: yep jb squared
0: out